Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. That'll be our, our Friday afternoon thing. You can join us in Suptabadakanasana when you're ready. We're just going to test that thing out for a month, see how it goes. Um, but we'll, we'll do a little preview today. Just uh, go in there. So Suptabadakanasana is lying down on your back with the soles of your feet together and your knees out to the sides. And I'm going to stay upright so this microphone stays on. Uh, You can close your eyes. You can soften your face. You don't need to see what anyone else is doing. In fact, take these few moments and really notice what's going on inside your space. That space that you are. You're going to do that with the idea of the observer, that place where you are simply consciousness without judgment or expectation, without stories or agendas. Notice the floor underneath you, the mat, the temperature, the texture, the sense of being held and supported in certain spots, and the sense that other parts of your body feel light, or the the curves of our body that go deep into the mat or the floor. There's the parts of our body that are more curved inward, neither one better than the other. There's the elegance of being human. Notice the air on your skin, its texture, its movement, its temperature, these things that are real and are here. That we often don't have any awareness of, but are here to bring us to our senses. You feel the clothes that you're wearing, the places where the clothes are fitted, places where they're loose. We often make a judgment about those things and they they simply are. There's places where we feel things more intensely than others. An ability to feel is your working nervous system. The ability to stand in a place that's free of judgment is your, your spirit. Your consciousness, that part of you that you want to think of as the highest part of you, whatever that that word is. Just taking a few moments to connect to that when we notice ourselves without the pressure of criticism or analysis 
or storytelling. Let's start to notice your breath and how it's moving in your body. What parts of your body are moving with your breath? Almost as soon as we notice that breath, we begin to enhance what we're doing with it. So go ahead, follow that. Follow that tendency to make something better by turning your attention to it. And this breath that's unequivocally good. Breath in, breath out. And you're helping it along right, with your attention and through your attention, the, the work of your body to accept the breath, to take it in. And the work of your body to press it out, to empty. What spaces in you come alive when you do that? You don't need to know names, scientific terms. What are you noticing? What's engaging? What's activated? One more round of breath like that. We'll keep a little of that awareness with us as we start to create different shapes. Next exhale, you bring your knees together, hug them in onto your chest, and then continue to breathe. Get some movement side to side, so a little stretch for your low back, a little sway, just a little rocking that feels good. Again, like to your nervous system, you're just easing into this, letting your body and your brain know that Nothing's going to be abrupt. Everything's going to be in flow. Bring this back to a center line and nothing abrupt. All of this just flow with it. Arms out to the sides like cactus or wings, like belly twisting pose. So you're taking the knees fully side to side, full range of motion, whatever that means to you. Yeah. If you knock over blocks and stuff, that's 10 points. We don't know whether that 10 points works like golf or bowling, whether you like, you know, want them or not, but you get 10 points. Just you get them. Good. Of one more round through. And as you come back to center, level out. And one knee in each hand, you're going to make opposite circles with the knee. So you're just going to like swim them in different directions. This gets real weird. Totally fine. You're just moving the leg bones in the hip socket. And uh, start to engage through your core body, abdominal, side body, even the low back, right, to keep your hips level as you're moving the leg bones. Keep your breath moving so you've got breath and you've got stable core. And then you're going to take the arms away and keep the legs going. Make them bigger circles. Continue to keep hips level. Hips aren't moving, but the leg bones are. So you're really getting a deep stirring of the hip. Good. 
back to center. Release your feet to the mat. Walk them out wide to the edges. And take uh, windshield wipers. So knees moving side to side. And you can match this up with a breath count. You could just let this be a mild flow for body. Start to walk your feet further and further apart until there just like is no more to go without force. So everything we're going to try to do in this practice every time we step onto our mat is to the full capacity we got without force. And that's going to be an inquiry every single time, every single time we move. Is this all I got? Am I forcing? So there's no playing small. There's no default mode. But there's no overwhelm. No distress. Just in that sweet spot. Fully engaged. Next time over to your right, pause there. We're going to roll onto the right shoulder and press up to deer pose. And then slowly come back across your mat. Knees over to the left. Pause there. Press into your left arm. Come up. Deer pose will be facing the back of your mat. I'm just going to take this into side to side action. Pair it up with breath pace. One of the important notes, when you come back onto your back, tuck the shoulder under you, tuck and roll. That'll keep you on your mat. It'll also keep you from uh, landing hard on your shoulder. Tuck and roll. It's also in case you ever want to do like stunts in a martial arts movie. You gotta, you gotta learn to tuck and roll. Really good. Once you've gotten through each side, the last round, come on back to center and pause. Bring a stillness to your body with constructive rest. So feet about, hip distance apart, knees together. Hands on your center line, maybe your uh, low belly, maybe your heart center, maybe one on each. And feel your breath, feel what's going on underneath your hands. So you can smooth out the internal workings with steady attention to your breath. This is a good day to pause and just listen. Next exhale, we're going to roll on to the right side and you may want to set yourself up with a block underneath your head. I'm going to do it for microphone purposes. You do it if you, uh, if you like that. We're going to take book opening. So you've got arm over arm, leg over leg. Stack the shoulders, stack the hips so they're vertical. And then lead with your left shoulder. Not the left arm, but the left shoulder. And open the book. And 
then exhale, close the book. And breathe in, move from the shoulder. The arm will follow. I just let the arm be part of the shoulder. And then move back and forth, keeping your hips stable. Hips steady, they don't move. So one way to uh, work with that, press your left knee over toward the sidewall. Keep the left leg, top leg, really active. You might not go quite as far with your shoulder when you do it that way, but you'll be getting full range of motion in the torso, in the spine, and not putting undue pressure on a shoulder capsule. One more time, go open and stay open. Firm your arm, actually do a little cactus arm there just to be sure. So when we do the cactus arm, you're engaging some bicep muscle, you're making sure the shoulder capsule is not being impinged there. Then let your left hip slowly slide back towards center until the left shoulder blade is down, the left arm is down, everything's really heavy there. Breath in. Breath out. Bring your knees back to center slowly. And then you're just going to roll on to the other side. You just go the easiest way. I'm going to reorient completely so I can see you. Stacking the hips, stacking the shoulders. And then you got this, bless you, book opening happening from right shoulder. So it'll be really tempting to wave the arm around because right? that's what uh, like our, our human creatures are used to doing. So instead, uh, see if you can put a little bend in that elbow. That'll help engage the arm and keep the, the whole thing working as one. Really want to get this moving the rib cage. You're not sure that uh, that's not unusual. Take your hand to your hip and uh, just move the shoulder. The hand will kind of slide around your, your hip, but you're not going to let the hand. This is another good thing. If your hand's touching the floor, but your shoulder's not on the floor, you've let the arm bone go behind you. Let the arm bone lead the dance. So let the if, if you're going to touch the floor, it'll be shoulder blade first, then upper arm, then lower arm. That's one way to know that this is coming from the right spot. If your shoulder's not touching the floor, neither is your hand. Next one, you're going to open this up. Go ahead and cactus the arm, even if uh, you, you know you're fine. But you, just, uh, you are fine. You're fine. You're fine. But you're going to pause. Feel the stretch and feel the engagement of the arm. Then... Let the hips slowly slide until you get shoulder blade, upper arm, then lower arm and hand down. Once they're down, pause here. There's nothing wrong with this position. It's just that our hip has fallen back with it, which makes it not so much of a twist of the spine, possibly a little more chest open. We want chest and not front of shoulder. Next inhale, come on back all the way to center. We're going to pause again, constructive rest. 
soles of the feet to the floor, knees together, hands on your center line. Whatever your habitual way of putting your hands on your center line is, flip it, other one on top, or uh, you know, reorient in some way so that it feels slightly different than the usual. Breathe again. Draw knees in toward nose, nose toward knees, curl up to seated. So we get to seated, sit with your right leg crossed in front in some fashion that you'd like. Tilt about halfway into a fold. Actually, it could be good to do like pick up your hips, kind of slide them back, and then fingertips on the floor. We're getting a little side to side action here. Good. Think about moving your rib cage side to side. Rather than it coming from your shoulders, your head, or your arms, the ribs, and you can close your eyes even and notice what that does at your spine. Yeah. yeah you're getting really down low with that action. Really good. That changed a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, this is like you were at a Grateful Dead concert and you did some really good drugs. Like, thank you. Super into it. Slow and as much range of motion as you can find. Bring it into center and pause. Let your head drop. Breathe here. On an inhale, come on up to seated. Sit real tall. Yeah. So we're going to do as much as we can to stay tall, to not lean back, but to switch the cross of the legs. Just keep your spine as upright as you can. Just notice how much you do need to lean back, because you might need to, right? But be as stealth as you can with it. Then lift up. You might uh, replace the hips again. Fingertips in front. And then we're going to go side to side. Right. We go side to side. You're just gonna let this come from a really deep place. Think about the lowest ribs you got. The lowest ribs you got moving toward the, the sides. So yeah, if you're not sure what I mean. Uh, if this were coming from the top, this would this would be what it looked like. This is like this is like I'm at a I'm at a like sweater concert. Like a yeah. And then you like you get down to like you're at like a real, real good concert. Like, your sweater's off, man. Like, you don't even know where your sweater is anymore. You don't even know what a sweater is. That's, like, how deep you want to get in this. Like, you have no idea. It's like when, yeah, like, you're, like, looking at your hand, and you're like, wow, I have a hand. Some of you know what I'm talking about, and the others of you, like, this is just, I'm just making stuff up. But, like, you get, like, I have a rib cage. I have a rib cage and a lower spine. And it's like, that's Honestly, maybe why I love yoga so much is it's very altered state. If you really get into it, it's amazing. Like, wow. 
you stop thinking about like, I should do this, I should do that. Just like it's crazy good to be alive and move and feel. Next time through, you come into center and you bow. And you're bowing in enough that you, you feel something. But if it's overwhelming, you don't need to be in that far. It's like, I just think about like, language is so great. I think of it as being totally whelmed. You are just whelmed, as whelmed as you can be without being overwhelmed. You are not underwhelmed. Right? You're just completely in this, breathing in, breathing out. There's strong sensations somewhere in your body that you can pay attention to. A challenge, it was a challenge you're really willing to be in and learn something from. If you're fighting yourself, that's good noticing, and you just say, just step away from that fight, get to a place where you can learn. Next inhale, gonna come up to seated. Pause when you get here, just arrive. Feel your sitting bones on the floor, sit real tall. And real tall is relative. We're not gonna get into like what is good posture, what's not. Just feel your spine at center, your body's here, like got some buoyancy. Then we're gonna work with that cross and recross thing, just sitting here. Just can you move your legs without having to lean in and out? Can you do it both sides? Just a few times around, we're not going to make a big show of this, but like, can you kind of move your legs without having that big lean back? Yeah, you can, right? You can totally do this. It just takes being in it a little more. Right. Good. Really nice. Really nice. Right. Isn't it crazy when you put your mind to something? Like, just crazy. Really, really good. If you don't want to be done with this, keep going with it. If you're ready, uh, we're going to move out into a bear sit. So you've got the uh, kind of seated squat, seated happy baby. Fingertips out in front. We're going to take a cat pose thing where you round. And then a cow pose kind of thing where you arch. And you'll feel something in your hip creases most likely. Put it back. Hands on the floor or the mat. If you are sitting like a little further back on your mat, you might be able to get good traction with your hands on the mat instead of the floor. But... Have one more round of this. Then we're going to pause at the uh, kind of cow side of it, the kind of back bend, the pulling, the spine in, the heart up. And then exhale, slow release to this. We're going to cross the feet at the ankles and come around to hands and knees. Into cat-cow again, pressing the floor away. Pulling back. If this is not great for your wrist, if you really need to go for that kind of hands-free thing, you can always come down to forearms to get off the hands, wrists. Usually even helps if, if you get elbow stress. This may not be the best option if you have shoulder stress, so I'm just going to know your options. 
One more round here. We're going to take the cat pose and imagine sitting it back to child's pose. Keep the cat, keep the cat, keep the cat, keep the cat. So abdominals pulling up and in, spines riding. You're not going to be able to really sit back to child's pose with it. Press your hands down. Continue with that action of grounding and rounding. And then slow release down into child's pose. Good work. The breath in and breath out. Really super. Two more like that, just long, slow, slow breaths. Next inhale, come on up to hands and knees. As you exhale, you're going to lower all the way down to the floor. From here, locust pose, we're going to squeeze arms and legs up behind. And then exhale, slow release down. And keep with that steady rhythm, breathing in, using as high as you go with that locust pose. And slow release down. And slow release down. Three more of those. Squeeze and lift. Slow release. Two more. Squeeze and lift. Slow release. One more. Squeeze and lift. Stay. Breathe here for three. Exhale. Slow release. Down. Hands underneath. Elbows. Press up to hands and knees and back to child's pose. Breathe there. I have no idea what the uh, Chinese zodiac of 2024 is going to be. If you know, please. But in here, it's going to be the year of the locust. So uh, just be ready. It's the year of the locust, like from, from January 1 on. We're going to be so strong by December 31st. We will have all the postural skills we need to make it through. Next inhale, come on up to hands and knees and step your right foot forward. So we'll be in a low lunge, tuck your back toes and then straighten the front leg. You'll be in pyramid. Then you'll exhale, bend into the low lunge and then straighten back to pyramid. You can keep the back knee down and go a little uh, move closer to the ground, fly a little lower and go with that half monkey. We have three more rounds here.
Next time you come to the lunge, we're going to pause. You'll stay back knee down, press the top of the foot into the floor. You can press it so firmly that you lift that knee. You don't have to. Press the front foot down. Keep the knee aligned over the ankle up front. Breathe here for three. Then we are going to shift back to half monkiga. Hips straight back. So body smart. May try to take your hips off to the diagonal. Just get a sense of where your asana is. Where are your hips in relation to the center of your mat? Bring the hips into center. Check that your front leg is pretty much aligned with the side edge of your mat. So that everything's lined up. Draw your heart forward. And bow in. Next inhale, we're going to shift forward to the low lunge again. Up into Anjaniasana, arms up overhead. Press your feet down, top of the back foot, sole of the front foot, abdominals up and in. From your feet, reach your fingertips up. Breathe here, three. Feel your hips at center, so hips like an anchor. Just like straight down at center. Right arm's going to come down to your side. It's going to hug into your hip, keeping your hips here at the center line. You might put your fingertips on the floor. You might put a block underneath your hand, but you're not going to let your hips lean over to the right. You're going to lift your left side body, reach up and over. Hips stay centered, tailbone pointing straight down. Your hips will try to tilt over to the side. Uh, and if you've been drinking, like that's a real thing. You just like, you know, stay up any way you can. But if you can, uh, can actually control the uh, spine here with hips heavy at center, rib cage up and over. So you've got movement in the mid back area, low back area, but not at the hip. And the weight distribution, you're still in the feet, both feet. Next exhale, come on back to center. We're going to bring hands down. You're going to bring your right knee back. Child's pose. Pause. It'll be a nice compression for the left hip flexor after that. So if you can, legs a little closer together in this child's pose to get that compression. And breathe. Next inhale, come on up to hands and knees and step the left foot forward to a low lunge. Tuck your back toes. Inhale, straighten the front leg. Pyramid. Exhale, rock back to the low lunge. 
You play with this breath pace. See how long you can get into the pyramid. How deep you can get to the lunge. Same idea, you're just finding the full extent of range of motion. No force. Really nice. One more round. Making your way back to your low lunge. We'll bring back knee down. You have hands inside or hands on either side. Let your head drop. Press both feet down into the floor. If you can, you press the back foot so firmly down, the back knee lifts. If that's not a thing, don't worry about it. Breathe in and breathe out. Next exhale, back knees coming down, and you're going to shift back to half monkey. And pretty much uh, for all of us, our hips will try a little shift to the side. So level out and get centered up. And if you're not sure why the hips would slide to the side, just go ahead and really let your hips slide over to the uh, right. And just going to notice that if you move to the side, to the side, we kind of get away from the hamstring. Same thing if this front leg is not aligned straight forward. It'll try to go out to the side, get around the hamstring stretch, because it's smart. It'll outsmart your habits. Press your front heel down, press the back foot down. So with this pose, it's kind of like you're trying to wrinkle the mat up at center. Breathe here. Lengthen your heart toward your toes. Let your head drop heavy. Next inhale, I'm going to slowly come out of this, come forward into your low lunge, press into both feet, and Dhaniasana, and reach up. Breathe here, press down, feet into the mat, feel the length of both arms coming from the hips, the hips buoyant because the feet are pressing down, the connection from feet Middle finger, ring finger, pinky fingertip.
Feel your hips at center. Left arm's going to come down. It's going to hug into the side of your hip. You could put your fingertips on the floor. You could put your hand on a block. If the hand doesn't easily reach the floor, a block is good. I should probably get a block. I'm just lazy. Uh, Press your feet down. Reach up through your right arm. Keep your weight at center. So the weight of the hips really dropped at center. If you're not sure if you're leaning, just, just give it a little lean to the side, see what it's like. And then right side gets long, rib cage moves, so you can feel again that movement in the mid-back lower spine. To the effects of that in the right side body. And if you start to lean to the side, you won't feel as much in the side body. Rest your feet down. Rest the standing hand or fingertips down. Reach up. And then as you exhale, slowly back to center. Hands down. Step the left leg back. To child's pose, knees close-ish, so that you get a good compression into that right hip crease. Uh, yes, yoga is about stretching, but it's also about compression in some cases. Right. Uh, that's where we get that stimulation of blood flow. That's where we activate the nourishment to the fascia system. And also where we, we need a nice soothing counter pose. Next inhale. Come on up to hands and knees. Step your right foot right up to your hands. Step your left foot there as well. And stand up, reach to mountain pose. As you exhale, we'll take eagle. Right arm underneath. Whether you wrap to a bear hug, that can be the most generous on your shoulders. Forearms pressed together. Or forearms interlaced. Right, right legs can wrap over top. Breathe here. Take something a little different. You're going to unwind your arms and reach them up overhead. Unwind the top leg and step back to a toe. So you've got yeah, kind of an extension behind you. We're going to squeeze the legs and be a lot like locust in the leg. Cactus the arms, pull them down. We'll have dancer in a uh, unbound variation. Squeeze here. Three. Rump body lift so we're not going toward airplane. Two. In that back foot, it's going to come touch down. Slide in, hands to heart, foot to mat. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, plant your hands, step your right leg back to a knee, left leg back to a knee. Child's pose. Breathe in here. And breathe out. Be simple. When you inhale, lift up to hands and knees and step your left foot forward to your hands. Step the right foot to meet it. 
Roll up to standing. Reach up overhead, mountain pose. Then it's eagle left side, and you might take the bear hug. You might take the forearm press. You could take the wrap. And left leg's going to go over top. And we'll breathe. On an inhale, first the arms are going to unwind and reach up or cactus, depending on what your shoulders need. And the top leg is going to extend back, toe on the mat, and then squeeze the leg until you have the lift of dancer. Front body lifts up toward the ceiling. You take the cactus arms, elbows pulling down and heart pulling up. Just enough of that to give you good back bend, good dynamic tension in the upper back. Left leg, squeeze calf hamstring glute muscles. So you're getting full front body opening from your big toe to your uh, forehead. Breath in. As you breathe out, toes just going to come down. It's going to slide in. You got samastiti. Pause. And then you inhale, reach up. So you exhale. Breathe in, lift halfway. We're going to plant the hand, step the left leg back to a knee, right to a knee, child's pose. Breath here. And a breath out. Good. Next inhale. Come on up to hands and knees. Step your right leg out to the side for straddle in the right leg. Right arm up and open in a twist. That could be a straight arm, could be a bent arm. So we've got open twist here. Squeeze the right shoulder blade towards your spine. When you exhale, we're coming down and through to a closed twist. Thread the needle. And we'll move back and forth with this. So you're going to inhale, open, right? Lead with the elbow, then unfurl the arm, but then furl it back, and then down and through. I don't think I've ever used the word furl to describe anything, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to move from the torso, the elbow leads, then you open. Close the elbow, crease, then turn. That's just going to give you more control and keep this from being an arm-waving action. Stack the shoulders, stack the elbow, then the hand. Bring the hand in, bring the elbow down and through. Good. One more of those. And then we're going to stay in the twist, thread the needle style. Everything that's on the floor, except for your face. So hands, arms, feet, press them down. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
And if you happen to have your uh, your head grounded, if it's like your noggin, like and uh, your neck is well lined, you can even press like the side of your head and not your face, but your head. Good breath in. As you breathe out, it's gonna undo this. Come on back to center, hands and knees. Let yourself wiggle around here. Just go a little uh, side to side squirmy action. And bring it back to center. And we're gonna take the left leg out into straddle. And bend your left elbow up towards the ceiling. Feel your shoulder stack. So if you look down your standing arm, it's hand, elbow, shoulder, shoulder, elbow, then hand. Everything's in one line. If that's impossible, if your body doesn't twist that far, that is not a problem. Just you're going to keep that upper arm bent. Right? So we're not going to do this kind of action. And then on your exhale, one down and through, reach. Then when you inhale... Do the same thing. We're going to stack shoulder over shoulder, the elbow up first, then the arm. Close the elbow crease, down and through. Up. Open. Good. Up. Open. Bend the elbow down and through. Open. Down and through. One more. When we come down and through, you're going to stay. And press your hand. That's the easiest thing to find. Arm, back foot. Side foot. Then again, depending on how your neck is aligned and how your head is grounded, you might be able to use like, the side of your head. It's the, the actual skull like above your ear. Like you just you, you pay attention to that. Does that help you out or does that hurt your neck? Does your neck like, stop? Right? If it's helpful, ground there. Breathe in. Breathe out. As you inhale, undo it. Come on back to center. And a little squirmy action side to side. Cool. Back into center line. Across the feet at the ankles. Come around to seated. Soles the feet to the floor, planted about, hip distance apart. Catch your shins, lift tall. We're going to take the left arm across the right leg. Pause for a moment. You can take the arm across the leg without doing any twist in your body. That's what I'm doing now. But what we're going to do instead is the arms across the leg. Turn your torso to the side. Like Turn your chest to the side. You want to see like your whole body in the side wall, window, or mirror, whatever. Uh, you're trying to turn as much of you as you can. If you need to take your right hand back further, right, you can add a little recline there to get more range of motion in that. Do. Look to your right knee again. Are you lightly pushing it inward? Press the knee back into the arm so that your knee is directly in line with your ankle and that there's this uh, isometric effect of the 
arm pressing leg, leg pressing arm in equal amount. And if you're not feeling enough in this twist, you may have walked your backhand back too far. Just start to bring your torso more upright. Sometimes to get into it, we need that little extra bit, but then you can sustain something a little higher up. Do. Breath here. You might keep your gaze to your front knee because over time, the arm will start to win. The arm is a bully. Right? Very few of us have outer hip strength that defeats the continual use of our arms throughout the day. Right? No one has ever come to yoga and been like, my external rotators are just so strong. They're just so strong. Breath in. Breath out. Now undo that, come back to center and just pause. Catch your shins and pause. Then I'm going to do the same experiment to the other side. So first start with just take your right arm across. Take your right arm across your body and just notice that you are not really twisting. Right? You might be twisted, but you're not twisting. Right? <laughs> Either way, you might not be twisted. It's fine. Then rotate your torso and just notice how the, what that feels like, right? So it looks different, but it also certainly feels different. This is what we want to get out of our twists. And in case anyone's going to have a very fun weekend coming up, twists are a good thing to be doing right now. We're getting in there. You're going to press your leg into your arm, right? So that you find that equal amount of work in the outer hip that's taking your leg out to the side and the arm that's pressing against the leg. Any amount of recline that you want in this where you still feel your twist is great. You might continually check on the knee because I will say that as uh, I'm looking around the room, they're getting pushed in. Again, as I'm looking around the Zoom, they're getting pushed in. Uh, if we're not continually uh, thinking, checking, feeling on that, the arm will win, right? We are so used to manipulating the world with our arms that the word manipulate comes from hand. Right? We are just like, cultured to use this arm to get things done. We are not conditioned to use our outer hips to get things done. Unless you're big into martial arts. Right? If you are, you're probably not on this mat because you've got all the stuff you need uh, where, you're, where you're at. But rest the leg into the arm. Really just keep that action alive in your body. It's going to feel different in your twist. It's going to stabilize the hip joint going to give you uh, some of that strength that we could all use there. You may notice that you're often tight in your outer hips. One of the reasons those muscles get weak and unused and stiff, right? the more you use them, right? the more blood flow you get to those spaces, the more engaged they are in everyday life, the more mobile you'll be. So start here. Check in on your knee one more time. Check in on that knee. Even if you think you're absolutely perfect, check on the knee. And unwind, come on back to center. Hands to your shins. We're going to round back. Tuck your chin in. Breathe here. And we're going to do the opposite. Hold your shins. Pull your spine in. Sit up real tall. Keep that action alive in your body. Bring your hands back behind you. Lean back into them a bit. So we can stay right here. This is, could be nice. Squeeze shoulder blades together. Your gaze will be uh, kind of diagonally up at the ceiling. So you're looking up ahead of you. Right? You could press your heels down. 
Use that action to lift your hips up. That may or may not be kind on your shoulders. So uh, you got you got options. If it's not kind on your shoulders or your wrists, stay down here. Squeeze the shoulder blades together. Just get a nice openness of your front body. This feels good. Cool. And slowly come on down to your back. As you arrive, we'll go into the opposite of that. Just hugging knees in. And this time, just hug them in. Just hug them in and be still. So, uh, good. And stillness is tough. Right. So just get to a point where you can just kind of freeze frame. Right. Just yeah. Just go back to being a kid. We were playing freeze tag. First person to move loses. Oh, all of a sudden, we know how to do that. Right. No, nobody's gonna lose. But sometimes we just need to bring the seriousness of play to uh, our adult experience. From here, what does your body want? What does it need? What are you kind of feeling right now that you could address? through a, a yoga posture or stretch, or are you ready for Shavasana? Either of those answers is correct for you. If you're not sure, right, if you're ever not sure what your body is saying, stay still until you are. And when you are sure, when you're clear, do those things, make your way to rest when you're ready.
when you're ready to move again, start slowly with your fingers and your toes. Roll to your right side. Make your way up to seated. A moment to arrive, to feel the floor underneath you, the air on your skin, your breath moving in and out. And the power of that pause is your agency to create peace. You know, take a moment to adjust your posture, to sit with brightness, with openness, with a little more space. As gravity is always working on us, we can always take that moment, adjust, buoy ourselves up. And put our hands together at heart center. Thumbs to forehead center. Really nicely done, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Well done. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for witnessing the uh, the snowball fight of 2023. See you guys.